This is part two of a two-part podcast. In a world on the brink of social collapse, one website stands above the rest to fight back the zombie horde of corporate trolls. Permies.com. Take back control of your destiny and protect your loved ones from the toxic gick coming at you from all directions. Strap on your overalls and start building that bunker of abundance with the good vibes and friendly, helpful insight found at Permies.com. Next up, let's suppose the library has two speakers for tonight, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and they're both going to talk about the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And so in one room, and the two rooms are the same size, in one room they have Brian Williams. The news guy. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. For decades. Yeah. Um, like, brilliant guy. Um, extremely well-known. Very, uh, very well-spoken. Mm-hmm. He will be a master. Mm-hmm. And in the next, William, in the next, in the next room, same size, uh-huh. we have Robin Williams <laughs> talking about the exact same thing. Right. But more in a fun way. Well... <laughs> It'll be the the Brian Williams style uh-huh. in one room and the Robin Williams style in the next uh-huh. room. Now, I'm going to speculate that um let's suppose both of these rooms mysteriously have infinite size. Um because I need that. Yeah. So we know there's going to be more people at Robin Williams. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. <laughs> How many more is the real question. And I'm going to go so far as to say I think it's going to be about 15 to 20 times more people Oh yeah. will go to the Robin Williams room rather than the Brian Williams room. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though the shamer says... The, the shamer is, is one of the points that the shamer makes is to say there's no need to use that kind of language, mm. and and uh, and I kind of feel like, huh, well we're trying to cut, talk about something really important, and um and and Robin Williams is getting fifteen to twenty times more people, so like uh, uh, sure a thousand people showed up to hear Brian Williams Mm -hmm. but 20,000 people showed up so you're saying there's no reason and it's like I don't know that looks like a pretty good reason now of course there's more to Robin Williams Uh than just these delightful words the full beauty of the English language that he chooses to exercise Uh Um, and yet I find him. I I'm going to go to the Robin Williams one. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so, uh, sorry, Brian, you are amazing, and Robin is amazing. Er. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that that's a reason, but also, there's there's no reason, there's no reason to paint the Mona Lisa. There's no reason. Mm. There's no reason. Well, other than art. Mm-hmm. And can we call what Robin Williams does art? I think so. And so, all right. Um, basically, I do not support book burners. Mm-hmm. And to the presentation that I gave a few weeks ago at the library, mm-hmm. which was kind of tough because I just had gotten done giving a presentation in Tennessee. Uh-huh. I got on 
a plane. I flew back to Missoula, and then I had to, before even driving home, I gave a, the presentation right. in Missoula. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it's like, um, uh, what a, what a, what a jet setter lifestyle I'm living. <laughs> um, so I was a little spent, uh-huh. but I made the best of it. Um, and, uh, I enjoyed giving the pre, I love presenting in Missoula because I love Missoula. Missoula's great mm-hmm. and it's so wonderful here. And, um, and I was, I was very excited, but the, um, I, I, I cannot support the, this, this shaming element, this book burning element. And as part of the class, I, I made some recommendations. In fact, you've, I know that a previous, cause you took my advice like, I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago. Uh-huh. And I said, um, there is a delightful book that your child should never hear. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and, uh, and somehow you thought, oh, I'll just listen to it real quick. And, and that is my favorite author, uh, Christopher Moore uh-huh. has the book Fool. Yes. And, um, uh, and so at this presentation, I said, now, if you're looking for a book that this person's about to burn, you mm-hmm. might want to, you might want to read this book before it's burned. Yeah, exactly. Christopher Moore, Fool. And, um, and really what it is, is the whole book is a powerful exercise in wit. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so now you've read the book now. Yes. And, and would you agree with that? It's a powerful exercise oh, yes. in wit. It is. And lovely. as part of it, uh, I think this is the first time I've ever heard the word fuck stockings. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like his catchphrase, fuck stockings, over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and his whole thing is to be the jester. And he's got a little teeny tiny head on a stick that he jiggles around that's kind of dressed like he is. Uh-huh. And he has conversations. And it's like, and then how dare you say that? Well, I didn't say it. It was the little head on the stick that said it. <laughs> Jones, right? <laughs> Jones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jones said it. I did. I would right. never say that. <laughs> That's too much even for me. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it was so brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And to be burned soon at Missoula, if this, oh, no. if this book burner has their way. But they got me, well, and, and basically either live the pathetic life or get the fuck out. And I was like, I love the library, and they got the new building. It's so beautiful. It beautiful. Um, and it was, it was um, apparently, last year, it was named the best library in the United States. It wow. got some kind of huge award. I don't even know who awards that. I have no idea. Uh-huh. But it is a glorious library. And um, I'm, I'm not, I don't have anything negative to say to the people that work at the library mm-hmm. or uh, you know, manage the library, anything like that. It's, it has to do with these horrible people that are the shamers who we need, but we don't have to obey them. Yeah. They're just crazy people, and we just let them be crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but... Here we are, um, and uh, and the key is nobody contacted the library to say that, um, uh, boy, I wish this guy would speak here more often. Now, there was a cool um, thing. There's the Missoula Community Access Television uh-huh. showed up to all three, and they oh. recorded all three. They put up the first two. They haven't wow. put the third one up yet. But I suppose a person listening to this podcast who is industrious and uh-huh. looks up emails and stuff like that could write to say, I wanted to see that, and I wanted to see more, and now I am angry. And the, the cool thing is is that for all the stuff that MCAT puts up, which also includes the Missoula City Council meetings, uh-huh. 
my stuff has the most views for the mm. last few months. Nice. So they put up like a new video every day or every like maybe even two a day. And for the last couple of months, my like my my videos have gotten the most views. But that's probably because I'm sending permies over like look. I am yeah. free, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and um, so I think I think they're enjoying. Yeah. Anyway. That's nice. All right. All right. So, oh, I did it again. Here, hold this. I got it. Say something to entertain the pod people while I type in the password again. All right. Well, I I think that if we could contact the library and tell them how much we'd love to see you, maybe they'd ask you back. That's possible. Um, it doesn't. If they heard from a whole bunch of people about yeah. how wonderful you are and only one person complained. Oh, I sub- yep, 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 yep. And I also think I can totally understand the executive director, who I understand it's the executive director. of the library. I didn't know that they had an exec, but apparently they have an exec. They don't have, like, queen of the library. It's no? executive okay. director. And so <laughs> I, I learned the title yeah. because apparently the ex- – and I imagine that the executive director is like – I just have other things to deal with. <laughs> I don't want to get in the middle of this. So it might not work, and that's yeah. fine. That's fine. But I do think that this is one step off from book burning. And so, um, all right, the next thing. Um, oh, I know I've recorded podcasts about this in the past, um, but I wanted to say that uh, I've been getting asked a lot, how do you do... Kickstarter. How do you have a successful Kickstarter? Uh-huh. And you can... You, you have a book about... Uh, well, I have a whole book. Yeah. That is true. Um, Kickstarter Techniques. It's in draft form. I've given it away a few times, but it's up there. It's for sale for some obnoxious price. I can't remember what. <laughs> um, but uh, but the key is, the core, this is going to be so quick, give things away. Mm-hmm. And now... Mm-hmm. So then you, so you heard somebody ask me this, yes. and then you said that you make things and give them away, yes. and then, and then I thought, okay, this will go into the podcast, and and what it what it is is it's like, it's actually way 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 simpler than that. Okay, and that is like you go on the permies, and somebody asks a question, uh-huh. and you try to help. Hmm. You just answer their question. Uh-huh. That's giving something away. Yes. And then um, after a while, you've got like a thousand posts of permies. And you look through some of these posts, and there were times when you wrote a pretty healthy post to helping somebody. And and then it's like, you kind of look around, and it's like, you know what? About 50 of these posts that I've written are on a similar topic. Uh-huh. And now I'm going to take my 50 posts. Oh. Copy and paste them into a shitty ebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna <clears throat> edit them a little bit to kind of be in an ebook, mm-hmm. and now I've got this ebook that's like 70 pages. Wow! And now you can give that away. Yeah. And then it, and then okay. people are like, "This is so stupid. How am I ever going to make any money if I'm giving everything away?" Hmm. And it's like. Once you have a few ebooks and a, I don't know, maybe maybe a little movieette or something like that, things of this nature, and you've got content, mm-hmm. then you know there's there's ways to monetize it, sell it, 
sell it for a shitty price. I mean, there's, I don't know, there's got to be a hundred little ebooks from different people on Permies right now in our mm-hmm. digital market. And so yeah. why not put it on the digital market? Uh-huh. But, um, and then the next thing is, is that you can kind of make your own little website and you can say, if you sign up for my email list, mm-hmm. you can have a copy of my book. Uh-huh. Um, and it just kind of goes on and on and on from there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, in time, you, you go to do a Kickstarter and you send everybody an email and say, will you be so kind as to support my Kickstarter? And then sure and enough, they do. They do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're delighted to. People are wait for your Kickstarter to start so they can try to be the first person. Okay, so the Kickstarter ended yesterday. And so uh, by yesterday evening, we had the support forum created and we added a bunch of people to the support forum Uh and I think Bo started a thread that said if you can read this say howdy okay and it's and when I saw it this morning there was already about 40 people so cool and they said such nice things so sweet and so there's so many nice 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 things and um Oh, it's just it's just delightful to read, really and cool. so um, yeah, you you do it, and then people will support you, and they will be glad. And I and I am in this weird space where it's like we've got so there's so much I want to do mm-hmm. um, with the limited time I have on this planet, which who knows I could die <laughs> next week. Come on, <laughs> and, and it's like, but you know, and I and that's another thing worthy of a podcast is it's kind of like. Um, I kind of had this thought recently, like, if I died, is is this going to keep going? And I'm not, at this point, I'm not sure. And and it's like, is it, are, because, uh, like, Wheaton Labs is not yet self-sufficient. Right. We're still working on it, you know. Right. Building bunks and mm-hmm. um, drilling a new well. Yeah, growing uh, food. And putting a good hinge on the door at Allerton Abbey. Exactly. Yeah, planting more and more stuff. Yeah, um, building more cabins. Oh, and by the way, uh, I, that this was asked, was it yesterday, I think? A, a guy said, can I plant painted mountain corn? Uh-huh. And it's like, on your plot, yes. Uh-huh. On on the plots that we do during the boot camp, no way. Mm. Well, why not? <laughs> and the, the thing is, is that it's like, okay, it's beautiful corn when it's okay. on the cob. Uh-huh. And it's all dry, and you set it down. And it grows so fast, and oh, really? it, it's short. It's a very short, fast variety of corn. People want to grow it because it's like it only needs 45 warm days. Oh, wow. It's so fast. Yeah. Whereas most corn is like 60 days. Uh-huh. And it's like, wow, that's so, it's the fastest ever. Well, it makes a short corn stalk, and the cobs themselves, you look at the kernels, it's so beautiful, multicolored, uh-huh. painted mountain. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's so, but then you take that, and you grind it up, uh-huh. and you make uh, a cornmeal, and yeah. then you make cornbread. What color is your cornbread? Not yellow anymore. You mix that <laughs> rainbow up, and it's going to be brown. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, and so he's like, I'll eat it. It'll be fine. And it's like, and I and I said, will you? Yeah. You know, it's like the color of the food on your plate 
turns out to make a big difference in whether or not you're going to eat it. Yes, especially when you're trying to feed other people. You want to make yeah. food to share. It does have to be beautiful. You can feed yourself. So, but So when we grow field corn, we're going to stick to yellow and white. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we're doing Three Sisters. A lot of Excellent. Three Sisters this year. So, um, all right. And, oh, the last thing. Hmm. My last note, and we can talk about anything else, but I think this podcast has probably gotten to be long enough, uh-huh. is that um, when people want to talk to me about building community, um, it's like it seems like a lot of the things are how to control people. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of feel like, you know... In a way, there's a little bit of that, but but what, instead it's more like here are the lines that we've drawn in our community, and if you're cool with that, uh-huh. then come be part of it. Yeah. Um, but if you try, if somebody goes to all the trouble to show up and then you change the lines, hmm. and in effect trying to control people, mm-hmm. that's not... That That is a rough path. I mean, maybe once in a while it's like, okay, we've made up a new line to draw that you can't stab people. We didn't think we'd have to make that. <laughs> right. But apparently we need to be kind of clear about it because, you know, of recent events. Right. You know? We didn't know we needed that rule. No one's been stabbed here. I'm just making it up here as I go. Yeah. But some people it's like, well, you never said I couldn't do that. And I right. think that's part of the beauty I mean, we had a staff meeting earlier today mm-hmm. for permies.com, and uh, I think it was Raven that was saying the beauty of uh, of the community is that the one rule is so very, very vague. Yes. And then it's fuzziness within fuzziness within fuzziness, and because if you start making hard lines and hard rules, then people will get traction in that and instead what we have is so much vagary mm-hmm. that 90% of the people have no trouble with all that vagary yeah. you know they just try to be kind mm-hmm. and then um uh it's and then people that are being less than kind then they say where is there a rule that says that I can't call that person a stupid fucker <laughs> and it's like well, there is no rule and yet I just don't feel like publishing it, yeah. you know, and I think I think that there's a lot of that here. But, you know, we've got to have, you know, some guidelines, which we do on permies, too. We have the mm-hmm. publishing standards, yes. which are all very vague. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> but most people have no problems w- with it and they never even read the publishing standards. And we have probably. 40 threads on different little things that have come up over the years. Uh-huh. And um, we kind of spell out why we kind of tend to go down this road, yeah. you know. And then that's very, very vague and squishy. And and it's like, and I kind of feel like we got to do that here. But the thing is, is that what I'm trying to say is when talking about community, mm-hmm. a lot of people who talk to me kind of seem like their message seems to be that when they build the community uh-huh. then it has all these control elements in it and and usually how do you control other people using the English language and and it's like and I kind of feel like once you start thinking about it that way it's going to fail and yeah. and uh, and I think that the key is 
is that community is built with kindness. Mm-hmm. And so rather than, um, and, and I think that when something difficult comes up, it's going to be patience. Again, patience, mm-hmm. everything. I try to solve all things with patience. Uh-huh. So patient communication. Yeah. And it's like, let's, let's talk about this. And it's like, <clears throat> and then for me personally, when we're in my office here, we have to talk about something really awkward. Mm-hmm. Then the other party chooses language that requires me to be obedient hmm. to them. So basically they're saying, I have to stop managing my community the way that I have been. Mm. And the lines that I drew before people arrived have to be changed. Have to. It's an absolute fact. And anything else is unacceptable. And it's like the moment they utter the word unacceptable, then I know that our relationship has ended. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I have reasons why I've drawn the lines that I drew right. nine years ago, uh-huh. ten years ago. And those lines are still good today. I see that based on the way that you want to live your life, those lines, you saw those lines before you came here, so you, you knew about them. Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting and telling me that you want a different community, a community that's more aligned with what's in your mind now. Now, I think that such a community will never work, Mm -hmm. but you think it will. Mm -hmm. And this community is not what you're asking for. And so um, a lot of times it's going to be add tobacco and pot. Mm. You know, that seems to be at the top of people's lists. And Mm. I think it was a few weeks ago, somebody brought that up. And I turned to everybody in the room and I said, is there anybody in the room? And we we were at the, we were cleaning up after Taco Tuesday. Uh And I said, uh, is there anybody in the room that appreciates the no tobacco, no pot? And everybody raised their hand. Everybody else raised their Uh hand. Now, I think that if we were to eliminate those two lines, Mm -hmm. that it is true. We'd have 20 to 50 times more people wanting to be here. And yet, yeah. I like those two lines. And There's a lot of people who like those lines and really appreciate that they can come to a place and that stuff is not there. And that you're yeah. holding the line and saying, no, we're not doing that. And so they can be here and be like, I don't have to be around that. Yeah. And you hold a lot of those it's, lines. It's so weird because like, we went to the, um, the thing uh, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And... Um, people smoking yeah. cigarettes all over and uh and of course big love of uh of of pot uh-huh. and um in many many different ways yeah. well, and it's like and that's their thing that do that. but it's just like i don't it's like i i guess i don't get out very often <laughs> and, and it's like oh right that's people still do that stuff that's the norm i'm the weirdo <laughs> Have you ever wondered whether a particular book was really good or just so-so, and if you could trust the reviews online? When it comes to books related to permaculture, Permies has a large list of reviews for over 100 books. Perhaps you're considering a book for yourself or a friend, or you're just curious about what's out there. Stop by permies.com forward slash book and take a look at the book review grid and read some honest reviews, and hopefully you'll find the next book to add to your collection. And so, uh, uh, but I, I think the thing is, is that, um, 
as long as everybody is kind, the community grows, mm-hmm. and you build with kindness. Yeah. And and it's like uh, and trying to control others. I I think I think the moment that you're going to say I will just tell everybody to do this, and then that will be. And I feel like that there are some things that I do like that, where it's like okay. If you're going to use my washing machine to do your laundry, that's great. I'm glad to share it with everybody. All I ask is that you, when it's done, you take it out mm-hmm. so the next person can do their laundry. And and it's like, uh, you know, am I, am I controlling them? Am I using controlling language? Maybe I am a little bit. I'm trying to make it not too controlling. Um... And they're, you know, and then part of it is, is this is a central leader, so, mm-hmm. you know, but at, at the same time, um, the things that other people say is far more controlling, and and sometimes it's it comes out as like trying to tell people to stop being stupid, and and it's kind of like, ouch, 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 and um, I don't know, it's. Squishy mm. and success. I think we have strong success in the flavor of community that we have out at Permies, uh-huh. and it comes from the squishiness, as yeah. was pointed out at the staff meeting today. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a similar sort of thing here. It's like there are some hard lines. Mm-hmm. Like I like the podcast series we did that were kind of like the building codes for the lab. Uh-huh. And and we kind of said there's some things that are very hard, yeah. and there are some things that are really squishy. But, you know, here's my vague guidelines, my vague direction. Mm-hmm. And now the best thing is, is that when in, whenever anybody asks about those things, I can say, you might want to go listen to those podcasts to get a good, clear idea. So um, uh, I'm glad that that, that exists. So um, I do want to say it's like years ago, like 10 years ago, early on, I would get these emails from people that would say, that um, they that the way that they live their life is very permaculture, but mm-hmm. they feel like um, all of the people that they know, all of their family, all of their friends, none of them speak permaculture, yeah. and and it's like they they go out into this cement world. And they they walk through the cement world with all of the cement people, uh-huh. and there's this whole. <clears throat> And then they and then they come home to home, uh-huh. which is very home and not cement. Yeah. And then um, and then they listen to my podcast, and it's like it's like it's like us listen, listening to the book Atlas Shrugged, mm-hmm. reading the book Atlas Shrugged. And it's like okay, uh, when I first read Atlas Shrugged, I thought to myself, there's one person who I think is dead because at the time I read it I think the author was by then dead hmm. there is one person who understands my path mm-hmm. and and the whole book is about people like oh but at least the author yeah. at least you know sure all these people are fictitious people but there's you know at least one so my guess is is that there's the, I think of them as the 12 so I record this podcast and I put it out and there are 12 people <clears throat> that download it and listen to it. And whatever it is I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, good. There's uh-huh. at least one other person who 
thinks about these things the way I think about it. So, granted, this podcast will get downloaded like 10,000 or 20,000 times, but this is for the 12, yeah. for the 12 people. And, and then every once in a while, somebody will come to me and they'll say, I'm one of the 12. Uh-huh. And I think that's super <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, <clears throat> so sometimes I think, you know, there's so many podcasts out now. No one else needs to hear from me. I've, I've said whatever I need to say. And then I think about the 12. Yeah. And I think about how I need to, you know, I need to, to, to make another podcast for these 12 people. And, and so they're probably still listening. Maybe they aren't. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I wonder. I haven't even looked at how many downloads there are oh, for, for like. Yeah. I don't know, six or seven years. There's just so much going on. I don't need to know. Yeah. I know the 12 are still downloading it, mm-hmm. or maybe there's a new 12. I, I don't know. I do hope that they come out here. I mean, I'm trying to make everything work. And and right now my recipe is really getting more and more focused on the PDJ and the boot camp. Uh-huh. This is in order to get everything to work globally. Mm. I need more videos. And did you see how there's all these videos coming out from the boots? Yes, they're so good. And it's so sweet. I have three more in the hopper. Excellent. The people that support my PWVids Patreon uh, have access to it. And Excellent. I I saw the view count go up. They're watching Very it. Very cool. And they get like a week early access. But right now, it's like we're in the throes of trying to wrap up after the Kickstarter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably release another one on Monday. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and there's already, I, I'm hearing about all the other things they're taking. Because I think there's like 500 videos of things that are nowhere on YouTube that are here. Right, exactly. we got to get those out. Yeah, and some of them are more fascinating. There's like, for example, one of the videos that's going to go out is the marbles. Yeah, I looked at that. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and so um, uh, there's um, these... Three pieces of wood inside the Willow Bank. Um, not all the Willow Peters, just Willow Bank. Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of holes in it. And, um, and so Reed asked me, why are there those holes? And I said, well, if you look closely, you'll see a lot of them have a little nail. Uh-huh. And one of them has a marble. And, and so what happens is, is that we filled them all up with marbles. Mm-hmm. And then the sun, the, the sunrise, would come up and hit the marbles and put sparkles uh-huh. all over the, the inside. inside. Yeah. And it was really a neat art effect. Uh-huh. It was art. Yes. It was very cool. Um, and it could only happen on a sunny morning. Mm-hmm. But then there was art. But we have flying monkeys. <laughs> and the flying monkeys came. Uh-huh. And they took and the marbles. Your marbles? Yeah, and so basically it's a kind of a raven, and for some reason oh. in in our area, the ravens, it's like when you ever watch a movie about the jungle, mm-hmm. it's like you can hear our ravens in the background screaming. <laughs> they sound like screaming, like monkey screams, uh-huh. and they just do these monkey scream sounds, all, so I call them the flying monkeys. Okay. And so the flying monkeys came and took the marbles. Did they really? And so to make this video... Reed went and got some new marbles uh-huh. and put them back put them in, in and put fresh nails in. And he's hoping that he's nailed it so well that oh they're not going to get them this time. They love those sparkly things. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. And so we'll see if it lasts. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what they did with them. 
But now we have Marbles back. Mm-hmm. And so he made a little video, and so that's one video. And it sounds like it's not much, and it and it's not a huge thing. I, I far, Like, I think we should make a video about Bob. Yes. We really need a video about Bob. We could do that. And, and something about the couch balcony. And yeah. um, that would be good. Mm-hmm. I, I've been asking for the Rolly Shelf Ballet. And Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think the rolly shelves are great. And we have new rolly shelves in the solarium. Rolly and so the, yeah. Yeah. And they, they design the shelves to be the perfect size to hold mattresses. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and they look very nice. Yeah. And um, so there's that. There's a, there's a new one going up about the pulley, uh, which okay. I think is quite good. Yeah. That one shows where we had uh, a half-assed holiday called Pulley Day, mm-hmm. and um, and so you so the word pulley actually originates in Scotland, mm-hmm. you know my heritage yeah. town, uh-huh. um, and uh, uh, and and they would make this rack to put their laundry on, and then it would go up to this little rolly thing on the ceiling, and it could pull mm-hmm. the cord, and the rack would go up next to the ceiling nice. over the warm. fire where uh-huh. it's warm, yeah. and then their clothes could dry. Nice. That is what a pulley. The rich, now, of course, now the word pulley, they refer to as the little wheel. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, things change. Oh, oh well. But we had pulley day. We yeah. made two of those. Cool. And so, um, and one of them was made without any uh, nails or glue. Really? Yes. Wow. And um, they also, uh, they made uh, uh, two log chairs uh-huh. for like kitchen chairs really cool and and have you seen them um i saw one in the shop okay yeah. so one's in the shop i think i think one of them is in the library okay um i thought they'd both go in the kitchen but yeah i don't know why they're, they're, they're beautiful doing, but there's no there's no metal and there's no glue yeah. and and um and the thing so basically they asked me uh when it was like a a couple of days before um, our half-assed holiday pulley day, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, what's the general design or whatever, and and I said, well, you will be very tempted to use like three bottles of glue per chair. It's yeah. it's because that's what people do, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, and on top of that, you might also want to use like a whole bunch of decking screws and nails and like fill the whole thing up with metal straps and whatever to hold <laughs> it all together. Uh-huh. The temptation will be powerful, but. If you um, uh, do it pure wood, mm-hmm. and it's only wood, and there's no glue, and yeah. there's no else, so you do it with joinery, but you can also use the concept of a dry peg and a and green wood. Right. So as the green wood dries, it shrinks and pinches the mm-hmm. dry peg. And so if you make a chair with that, then you kind of get um, extra coupons to that when you die, you get to go to Woodworkers of Valhalla. <laughs> and so um, I, I, I think that if you build a chair that way, it will fill your soul ten mm. times more wow. than if you use any metal or glue. Yeah. And so that's what they did, and they look great. Yeah. And, and now, granted, the true test is time. Yes. But even if 
we travel down the time road a little bit, and it, and they start to develop some wobble, mm-hmm. there's ways that we can still mend it without glue mm-hmm. or metal. Yeah. And it's like, it could be worth exploring. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I've got some ideas and some thoughts, but I am very impressed with that. And so... Um, I don't know. I should talk. We should we should record a podcast just about all the half-assed holidays. I think we've yeah. got more than twenty, and so and all the different things. Although I think we did do die day die die die. Uh huh. And last year, um, it was okay. It was yellow. I think was it turmeric last year. Right. And this year, I. I think they did two colors, even though I'm pretty insistent, do one color. Uh-huh. But they did two, and I just kind of feel like we, between, you know, last year there was some mild interest in natural dyes okay. and, and stuff. This year there was less interest, mm. and I kind of feel like I'm ready to let it go. Okay. But um, uh, I don't know, if if we had a ringer, because, like, That'd I was ready cool. to let Fermentation Day go, but Austin Durant. Austin the, Durant showed up for Fermentation Day. He, so cool. He bought his own plane ticket to come out. Nice. And he rented a cabin. Wow. And he helped the boot camp day after day after day that with all kinds of stuff. So cool. And he carried Fermentation Day, and he made it great. Excellent. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I keep saying we we got to get the ringers to come yes. out. Yes. And um, and make these these half-assed holidays magnificent, as well as just make the boot camp in general magnificent. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's like um, I think a great one is, and, and you and I have talked about this a couple of times, firewood. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think it's good to have somebody really set a good strong pace for getting in firewood. So like mm. I think. I think right now the boots do a very good job uh-huh. of getting firewood. Yeah. And and then I I explained to them how good old boys and I don't know about this area exactly, but mm-hmm. where I grew up and many other places I've been, there'll be good old boys in the area and they'll bring you two cord of wood for this much money per cord. Mm-hmm. And and they could go out and in a day, they'd come back with two and a half to three quarter wood. Oh, and it'll yeah. be, it'll be two or maybe even three of them. Unfortunately, there'll probably be a little bit of uh, beer involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they took care of their tools. They yeah. took care of their truck. They took care of their trailer. They mm-hmm. took care of everything. And they brought back a lot of firewood. And they, you know, came home. They stacked it and put it up. And this is how they live. And it's like, they do it much faster, much more efficiently than we do. Hmm. And I'd like to see us pick up the pace. Uh-huh. And I think um, if we had a ringer come oh, by, yeah. it would help to help to show them what the pace looks like. Exactly. We could do it without the beer, though. And, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can skip that. Yeah. And we have not yet made any rules against alcohol, but I'm... But you keep it pretty... Not much of it. I think it's rare to see any hooch here in this building mm-hmm. uh, we don't forbid it okay but um it's it's not exactly encouraged either yeah. um but when we go out like sometimes some of us will go out for a meal or something mm-hmm. then several people will have some hooch uh-huh. you know but um uh in fact i uh i heard somebody say like uh, something about like um what year was that? Uh, maybe it was two thousand. It was two thousand sixteen, I think. And it was the PDC, 
and um, we had somebody who um, had too much, uh. and it led to comedy, compounding comedy uh-huh. of an extreme. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. tell, but it was extreme, mm. and um, it was way, way, way too much. Yeah. Like it impacted everybody. Mm. And and it's like, um, but here's the hilarious thing: is that that guy who, when he's not, when he hasn't had hooch, he's a delightful and lovely person, uh-huh. and I've got just good things to say about him. Uh-huh. But apparently, he told somebody who then told me like a couple weeks, like, oh, I talked to this person who was at your PDC that year, and he said uh-huh. there was a lot of problems with hooch. I understand it. Uh-huh. And how did you hear that? And then when she told me the name, it was like. That's the guy that had too much hooch. <laughs> he was telling you that we had problems. It was him. <laughs> it was. So uh, it's like, you know, huh. I'm, I'm glad to forgive the guy because he's great in so many ways. Yeah. But that's pretty fucking funny that, mm-hmm. that he's saying, yeah, they had some problems. <laughs> and it was me. Somebody, somebody had too much to drink and it led to some drama. <laughs> but we haven't had anything to that degree. Nowhere close, like not even 10% of that cool. since then. Excellent. And so, and I think mostly it's because people just are like, no, nah, I'm going to not do it yeah. while I'm here. And, and it's like, and I think most of the people here just don't touch it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and uh, the few people that do, they tend to, you know, go to a local watering hole or something, yeah. you know, and and then you know, maybe once every month or two. Okay. It's like they, 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 they're, they can drink. They can even bring it back. We do say that if you bring it here, it needs to be organic. Well, of course. And yeah. that kind of shuts some of it down, mm. uh, you know, because I think some people it's like they want Budweiser, which is not organic right. or whatever is the brand of beer I'm trying to think like we go out and then they'll order a beer and they'll add they'll say a name uh-huh. and I've never heard of that name yeah. before and it's like this is a, a common beer thing I know that in Montana there used to be one that I thought had a cool name called Moose Drool nice I was I was like I should learn how to like beer just so I can drink Moose Drool <laughs> and um, but I've never heard anybody ever order that mm. <laughs> and so oh well <laughs> Um, they order other things with fun little names. Yeah. Fat Tire is one I've heard of. Okay. Um, IPA? I don't know. That must... I mean, that's clearly a TLA for something. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't... I'm uh-huh. not a beer person. I, I think it all tastes horrible. <laughs> I don't know why anybody <laughs> wants it. Um, uh, all right. Anyway, so... Um, what was... Yeah. I, I think I'm past the end of the Kickstarter. Do you have any other things to add to this Kickstarter? Or not to this Kickstarter. Do you have any other things to add to this podcast? No, I think it's been really fun. Thank okay. you. Okay. I think uh, I, I'm very excited and very pleased with the Kickstarter. And I and I really am grooving on all the kind words that people yes. said through it and they're saying after it. Uh-huh. Um, it seems like... W- with this many people, you'll get one or two people that'll say something really horrible. We just haven't seen that. No, everybody was really nice. It was it yeah. was just delightful. And they appreciate you. They appreciate what you've done and all the things you've brought forward and that you're That's doing true. your best to make it better and to share this with as many people as you can. So I am so glad. And, of course, i got to say, all of this stuff is not just me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's like about a hundred people yeah. that help 
make all this happen. I mean, um, there's like 40 people who volunteer to manage permies. There's like a dozen people here. Mm-hmm. There's um, all of the different people I work on for all these different projects. The, the, all these different people that I work with to work on all these different projects. Uh-huh. So like Andreas, yes. you know. Um, and uh, it goes on and on and on and on and on. There's there's just so many different angles for all these different things. You know, Jack Spearco, John uh-huh. Bush, uh, Nicole Sauce, yeah. and um, uh, and and they're helping, and I'm helping. I'm trying to help them, uh-huh. and um, it's it's just so so big. And at the same time. Um, I wish for I wish I could do more. I wish for more boots in the boot camp. Yeah. I wish for um I I, I there are Kickstarters out there that make a million dollars. I have no idea how they do that. And um I I wish I could crack that nut. Uh-huh. Um could do so much more. I wish for the ringers. I'm so grateful to the seppers that come out yeah. and they rent a cabin for a few months uh-huh. and have a beautiful, delightful time. They're uh, so happy to be here. Yeah, David yeah. Black. He, oh, he, he was kept, so great. Yeah, He's so yeah. great. And now we got Julia, who's uh, doing tests, and we've got Jeff, who is uh-huh. um, helping out with uh, the whole sepper program yes. and greeting boots and uh-huh. guiding them and ha- helping with the rentals mm-hmm. for events. That's so important. So he's helping with so many, and he's got ideas for future events. In fact, the BB20 event starts in a couple of weeks. Yes. It's a free event. Free totally event. Totally free. You just have to have 20 BBs. Yeah. And yeah. contact Jeff, and you can come. And you can be here. Yes. And so, so cool. that starts in a couple of weeks. And there's plenty of time to get 20 BBs between now and then. So the events, the, the PDC, the skip event this summer, um, we did cancel the um, uh, Rocket Mass Heater Jamboree. Oh, really? Yeah. It is now officially canceled. I mean... <laughs> I wanted to have to the PDJ <laughs> all on rails by January 1st, and yeah. here we are, we're in April, right. and and we're still scrambling. It's and it's like, and we so we haven't even started to do the same, basically the same thing, but all rockety stuff. Yeah. For the and it's like so, I need even more help. Yeah. And and it's like. Um, I can't. Uh, right now, the PTJ takes an enormous amount of time to set up, mm-hmm. and fortunately, Uncle Mud is helping me out a lot, uh-huh. and and we're getting through it. So, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies dot com, where we talk about. Wow, what are we talking? <laughs> so, uh, uh, the ringers at 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 in the boot camp. Thank you, ringers. Uh, homesteading and permaculture all the time. All the time. I'm Edward Norton. No, not that one, the other one. And I love pies. No, not that kind, the other kind. Hermes is an old school forum packed full of friendly people who occasionally give out a slice of pie. You'll never forget your first slice of pie. It made me feel so good. I had to buy a whole pie so I could share the love. Oh, and there's apples too. Sign up at permies.com to join in the world of homesteading and permaculture and you too might get a slice of pie.